We present Kenneth Williams, Clement Freud, Peter Jones and Catherine Whitehorn in just a minute. And as the minute waltz fades away, here to tell you about it is our chairman, Nicholas Parsons. Thank you very much indeed, and welcome to Just a Minute. And as you have just heard, we are delighted to welcome back Catherine Whitehorn. And once again, I'm going to ask all of them to speak for just one minute, if they can, on some unlikely subject, without hesitation, without repetition, and without deviating from the subject on the card. And according to how well they do this, they will gain points, or their opponents will gain points. And let us begin the show this week with... Kenneth Williams. Oh, nice. Yes. Well, we thought it would be nice to have you begin, Kenneth. And the subject, oh, a wonderful subject yes? for you. What? Flamboyancy. Oh. <laughs> well, it's not a word I'm enormously familiar with, but I have a go. All right, you'll have a go. Thank you very much. You have just a minute in which to talk on flamboyancy starting now. Well, as I understand it, this means to be volatile and very fluent in terms of speech, certainly. But in terms of dress, I would say... Oh, I've repeated myself. <laughs> <laughs> Clement Freud, press his buzzer first and challenge you... Deviation. A deviation, why? He said I've repeated myself, which has nothing to do with flamboyancy. Well, actually, I think you're being too clever because obviously he did repeat himself. I think he's being very flamboyant to suddenly say I've repeated myself in the middle of a subject on flamboyancy. I thought that was the most flamboyant Not gesture. Not in a lower key. So right. I disagree with your challenge and I therefore award a point to Kenneth Williams who keeps the subject. Well, what about his challenge? What about awarding a point to him? To Kenneth? He and Kenneth has a point because I disagree with yes. Clement's challenge. And another point, surely, for uh, spotting his own repetition. Oh, yes. What a yes. good idea, Peter. Yes. <laughs> No, I'm afraid I can't give points unless, unless, of course, the audience feel that Kenneth should have an extra point for oh, uh, yes. uh, challenging mm. himself. The, no, they don't. He, they, they, they have their chance. No, it's too late now. It is too late now. You've got to be quicker than that, audience. Uh, Kenneth has only one point, and he keeps the subject, and there are 50 seconds for flamboyancy starting now. Well, of course, one of the most flamboyant was Vivaldi, and with that red hair and those incredible robes. Uh, Catherine White won his challenge. Why? Well, I think air is, uh, where it's pronounced like that, is entirely irrelevant. It must be a deviation. How dare you comment on my diction? How dare It wasn't your diction, it was your pronunciation, actually. But I think it, it was... It to do with your pronunciation, your great nit. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I think it was a most flamboyant way of describing her, her appearance. And so I disagree with the challenge. You have another oh, point. Uh, oh, I resent being described as a great nit and having you back him up. If that was what I... You oh, no, no, I didn't no, mean I that. No, I was meaning the nits no. in the hair. That's what I meant. <laughs> He was actually calling me a great nit, and I'm still giving him a point. It shows you how fair I am, Catherine. So there fair we are. the point of lunacy. I think it proved you're a nit. <laughs> All right, I'm a double nit. So, Kenneth, you have another point, and there are 43 seconds for flamboyancy starting now. Beau Brummel, of course, when he used to swank... Clement Freud has challenged you. Why? The repetition of, of course, the third time in three starts. <laughs> give, it, give him another No, you are. No, very, really not. No, I'm very sharp and you're listening extraordinarily well. It's a joke, isn't it? Clement Freud, I agree with your challenge. Repetition, 41 <laughs> seconds for flamboyancy starting now. Flamboyancy is the sort of characteristic that Kenneth Williams often shows on this program. It is an ability to throw off the normal fetters of life, take off your socks, remove your shoes. Uh, Catherine, why do you challenge? Why? Deviation. Socks are not flamboyant. Especially in... You don't know Kenneth Williams' socks? 
I'm happy to say I don't know Kenneth Williams' socks, and I don't mind going to the grave without knowing Kenneth Williams' socks. Well, actually, Catherine, uh, as much as I'd like to agree with you, because you, you haven't played the game for a time, the thing is that when Kenneth Williams takes off his socks, playing just a minute, it, to me, it is one of the most flamboyant, as well as one of the most embarrassing things one could see. So, on um, that reason, I have to disagree with the challenge, give a point to Clement Freud, and there are 26 seconds for flamboyancy starting now. To attend a soiree at the Young Men's Christian Association, wearing a daffodil in one ear, may well be thought to be a sign of flamboyancy, and yet it is no more than a manifestation of proper behavior, because there are societies which believe in this sort of way and encourage... Uh, Tom, you Sort of, repeated. Quite right, Catherine. So, two sort ofs, and you've got in just before the whistle, and there are three seconds for flamboyancy, Catherine Whitehorn, starting now. I propose to use these uh, three Clement seconds. Freud got in there. Hesitation. No, she didn't even... <laughs> it was a very flamboyant challenge, which I disagree with, so Catherine has another point, and two seconds for flamboyancy, starting now. Describing the two gentlemen in front of the If you don't already know it, whoever is speaking in this game when the whistle goes, the whistle, by the way, tells us that 60 seconds up gets an extra point. On this occasion, it was Catherine Whitehorn, who on her return to the program at the end of the first round has a commanding lead of one over Clement Freud and Kenneth Williams. And Peter Jones has yet to score. Clement Freud, it is your turn to begin the next round. And the subject is dogma. Can you talk to us about that for 60 seconds, starting now? It could be then the dogma is the maternal parent of a canine animal. Kenneth Williams, my attention. Well, it was debatable. He was trying to work out this phrase. Well, it was of hesitation, you know. No, he didn't quite hesitate. He, you go slower than that sometimes, Kenneth, and I don't award against you, so it was very sharp. But no, I'm benefit of the doubt to Clement Freud. He has another point. Clement, you know you hesitated. Why have you gone red? <laughs> He who hesitates is red. Sincerest form of flattery in your two cases. Um, 57 seconds for Dogma Clement starting now. Dogma are beliefs. And that. Clement, Kenneth Williams. Deviation, dogma is, not dogma. Dogma. Is. Surely dogma is the plural for dogmum, Mr. You don't say dogma. <laughs> say dogma are, you say dogma is. Do you? I don't know. Yes. You don't say dogma are. Dogma is. I think that is correct. Of course yes, it's I'm, correct. Colloquially I, I, speaking, I, you I do say it. dogma is. Colloquially speaking, yes. That's so, right. uh, as we have to be... The plural of dogma is the same as the singular of dogma, surely. Dogma is like sheep. Do you mean is. that we've got... I think I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Clement Freud. <laughs> <laughs> and 56 seconds left, starting now. I once worked on a radio program during... Can you keep still? Catherine Whitehall. Deviation. Quite right. Quite right. Brilliant. Yes, brilliant. Brilliant. Well, look, we've got to be fair on this. He was getting a bit irritated. Kenneth was so upset because he was speaking colloquially on dogma, and so he tried to intimidate and disturb and frustrate Clement Freud. I think the fairest thing to do is to charge no points. Give Catherine Whitehall a bonus point for a good challenge, but keep the subject with Clement Freud with 40... Three seconds left, dogma starting now. When you have an animal who barks and raises his right foot, preferably the one on the offside, in order... Uh, deviation, the subject of dogs has nothing to do with dogma. <laughs> we all know what the word dogma means. It's nothing to do with dogs raising their legs or their right foot. <laughs> well, it's a 
you. <laughs> Dog is in the word on the card, and I think Clement was going in a rather strange and devious way to introduce this situation. Yes, well, rep is in the word repellent, but you wouldn't discuss a weekly rep. You were discussing the word repellent. But you could you if you wished, you see. Rep. That's the whole thing about no, this No, you must game. discuss the word, not a part of it. No, you can take the word and interpret it in any way you wish. I don't think, strictly speaking, he had yet deviated from the subject on the card, and we now have 33 seconds still with Clement Dogma starting oh. now. Honour, loyalty, duty, brotherly, courteous, kind, obedient, smiling, thrifty, clean in thought and mind, could well be said to be the dogma of the Boy Scout movement founded by Lord... Uh, I forget his name. Uh, ben Powell. Lord well, Ben hesitation. Powell. <laughs> hesitation, yes. So, I don't know, what has uh, acquired the status of a word on this program? No, no, definitely not. No, it definitely hasn't. And Baden Pole has uh, called it up there. hasn't there. Has <laughs> uh, acquired the status of a word? <laughs> Sending you up, didn't you know? It's not unusual for everybody in this program to send me up, Kenny. So you do it better than anybody else. And if she's doing it, it shows she knows what the program's all about. So, Catherine White, on you have a point, and you have 17 seconds for dogma starting now. Hilaire Belloc said that a man was putting up a candle in the hope that he could cross the Atlantic and that he, Belloc, was putting up another candle in the... Uh, Cle uh, Clement Freud, who placed it by the first. Repetition of Belloc. Yes, I'm afraid there was. Um, ten seconds for Clement to take back dogma, starting now. G.K. Chesterton, the well-known friend of Hilaire Belloc, once said many words on the subject of dogma, few of which one should repeat in a program suitable for families, some of whom have come from King's Cross. Clement Freud is speaking when the whistle went, which has taken him into a lead of two over Catherine Whitehorn at the end of the second round. Peter Jones, your turn to begin. The subject mm. is spiders. Can you talk to us about those insects for 60 seconds, starting now? Now, this could be fortunate. It might be a slice of luck, because a few weeks ago, my children were discussing over a rather desultory meal of fish fingers... Uh, Catherine White on your challenge. Why? What does this have a deviation towards the fish fingers? I don't see what they've got well, to do with Well, it was over spiders. this desultory meal of fish fingers. They were obviously discussing the subject of spiders, I presume, because he had established that they were uh, the subject. Yeah, but he could go on about this meal for days, couldn't he? He could, but no, if he's fingers, to, the ketchup. No. It's up to you to, to challenge if you think he's I mean, gone I, off I, about I, the meal and not about spiders. I don't think he's yet got off the subject of spiders, which is the subject on the card, so I'm afraid I must disagree with no. the challenge. Give a point to Peter. 49 seconds for spiders, Peter starting now. And because it was rather tedious food, I paid more attention to their conversation than I normally do. And they told me that they are not actually animals, nor are they insects. They're something in between, on account of the head not being fixed firmly to the abdomen, which makes them an, of a name which I can't actually recall. And the male... Uh, Clement Freud, why? Re repetition of actually. <laughs> well, they are being tough, aren't they, today? Yes, he did say actually twice, but I think it's very tough. But I've got to stick to the rules of the game, so Clement, you'll get a point for that. And there are 28 seconds for spiders starting now. I had a landlady who said that if you found a spider in your room, you would have your entire rent repaid. And as a result of this, all tenants who frequented the lady in question 
took with them match boxes uh, for Peter feet. Jones, you're challenged. Frequent the lady. Yes, a repetition yes. of lady. You're yes. quite right, Peter. You have a point. And there are 13 seconds for spiders starting now. And the male of the species has a very difficult time when he wants to make love to the female because she is quite apt to eat anything moving that comes... <laughs> I'm glad Peter didn't have any time to continue with, with that particular process, as interesting as it was. Uh, Peter, you really have leapt forward now. You've gone from fourth to third, five points behind our leader, who is still very definitely a Clement Freud. <laughs> Kenneth Williams, we're back to you again, and the subject for you is Lady Godiva. Can you... That appeals to the audience, you want Lady Godiva. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you didn't look like that. It didn't bore you very much. Uh, anyway, you have uh, just one minute to talk about her starting now. One thing we can say is that she was a chaste lady and <laughs> rode this horse through the streets of Coventry with this very beautiful hair cascading down over her naked body and was honoured by all the inhabitants in that city insofar as they did not pry, except for one miscreant. Now, this is the origin of your peeping Tom business, to which, of course, many people... Uh, Catherine White, are you challenged why? Well, deviant. I mean, I don't mean so much the peeping Tom thing, which would doubtless be discussed better in the pages of a psychological magazine, but you're now going into the subsequent career of peeping Toms and not Lady Godiva herself. But peeping Tom, he well established, was looking at Lady Godiva. And this is the subject he's on about Lady Godiva. So I don't think he was, strictly speaking, deviating from the subject on the card, Catherine. So I award him another point and he ah. keeps the subject with 23 seconds left starting now. However, she did undoubtedly incur the wrath of Leofric. And when she got back to the castle, he said, what do you want to go gallivanting around like that? <laughs> seeing you instead of the contrary she said they didn't witness the incident she said because they were all indoors and behaving themselves apart from this peeping tom <laughs> oh clement freud got in just before the whistle went then repetition of peeping tom. yes peeping tom what a pity one second later and clement freud wouldn't have been in and he has a point for peeping tom and one second to go clement starting now requested Well, alas, um, because um, we wanted you to keep the subject to the end because you had started and kept going so well with it, Kenneth. Clement got in before the whistle, gained an extra two points there and still, of course, in the lead. And Clement Freud, your turn to begin. The subject, handicap. Can you talk on that for 60 seconds starting now? The handicap in the world of equestrian sport is a weight allocated to a horse which the man in charge of compiling this feels would make the animal in question run equally fast as lesser... <laughs> Kenneth Williams' <laughs> judge. He's getting so confused. <laughs> I think you rather saved him, actually. There, yes, Kenneth. of course, it's all a point. Um, <laughs> you can see in this game, having started on a sort of train of thought in describing something which doesn't quite make sense, you've got to keep going and try and get out of it. And Clemmer couldn't quite achieve it on that occasion. He usually does. Um, Kenneth, you have a point, and there are 43 seconds for handicap starting now. Well, mine indeed is a handicap, and I fold it into a half 
moon, slip it into my raincoat pocket, and thus I'm prepared for all emergencies. Come rain, come shine, there I am. Str uh, Peter Jones has... <laughs> uh, repetition of come. Come rain or shine, there come I am. Come rain, come, rain, come, come shine. shine. Yes. yes, right, yes. Uh, <laughs> Your flamboyance tripped you up, I'm afraid, uh, Kenneth. Uh, Peter, you have a point. 29 seconds for handicap starting now. It can be a very heavy weight carried on the back, and jogging up a hill, it can make one. Uh, two can cans. Two cans. <laughs> I must uh, explain to the listeners, the audience are clapping because they're all slinting their eyes now to see how sharp they can be with each other. And uh, Kenneth was the sharpest on that occasion. He gains another point and there are 22 seconds for handicap starting now. The only trouble is when the proofing of the material goes off. Now, uh, Clement, for the challenge, Repetition. What? Words. Words? Yeah, they're all words. <laughs> Yes, but you see, he didn't repeat the word, word. And you can't play this game without repeating words. Can't you? No. <laughs> he does haven't pretty you, well. Haven't though. you discovered that, Clement? Don't be so Could... witless and stupid. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, I wouldn't worry, Kenneth. You've got another point oh, for a range. Oh, yes, for oh, false challenge. And you have 14 and a half seconds for handicap starting now. Well, of course, there is another kind of handicap, and this is always used in golf terms. And they get on those greens, you know, and throw those balls about into bunkers and canals and terrible places. <laughs> last bit was about, Kenneth, but you completely inhibited the other three in challenging. You were supposed to be Carol Channing, didn't you know? <laughs> yeah, but you were completely... You talk about throwing balls into bunkers. They don't. They hit them. You... And that's how golfers throw them everywhere. Have you ever tried it? <laughs> oh, gracious. Anyway, Kenneth, at the end of that round, you have leapt from fourth place into second place, but you're behind Clement Freud, who's still very definitely in the lead. Um, Catherine Whitehorn, your turn to begin. The subject, red tape. Can you talk to us on that for just a minute, starting now? If blue tape is the kind of tape that you tie up... Kenneth Williams is a challenge. Such as red tape, so we don't want to discuss blue. <laughs> yes, but she didn't have a chance to get going, did she? I and think she was going as well. Yeah, that's too late. Your challenge was, uh, was yes. deviation. And I think she was about to do a comparison with red tape, so I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Catherine. She has 55 seconds to continue with red tape, Catherine, starting now. And... Uh, uh, Clement Freud is challenged. Hesitation. Yes, there was a hesitation, but she was thrown off by Kenneth's last challenge, so I'm not going to allow it. Would and you care to allocate breathing time on this program? <laughs> you don't get any I'm afraid you don't, get, in, you don't get any quarter at all. <laughs> they don't give any quarter with... You have your gulp of air while he's giving you the clue. There's no sense of... <laughs> wheezing noises you will hear from now on. <laughs> Catherine, take your breath, and I will say... Um, no, I'll do it this way. I'll say there are... Hurry up! Breathe out, breathe out. I'll do it this way. There are 54 seconds for you, Catherine Whitehorn, on red tape. Take a breath, starting now. <laughs> Fifty-three seconds for you, Catherine Whitehorn. Take a breath. Red tape starting now. Pink ribbons are what you tie up the photographs of the little girls that your grandmother thinks are very sweet. Blue tape are the things that you tie up the letters from your boyfriends. Clement Freud is challenged. Repetition of tie up. 
Yes, I'm afraid we've had more than one tie-up. Yes. Ah. So, uh, Clement, this time's a correct challenge, and there are 45 seconds for red tape starting now. It is generally believed that the reason why red tape is called red tape is that because it was used to be tied around official documents such as briefs or government papers. And they, of course, are the people who spend most time waffling or, to put it your way, indulging in red tape. A man I know who lives in chambers, which is another way <laughs> of saying that his residence is in the Inns of Court, London WC2, makes most of his money by collecting... Uh, Kenneth Williams, by which time? Yes, he was. We were getting to the point of it. She's green. Eight seconds with you on red tape, uh, Kenneth, starting now. This is usually done with sealing wax, and as it drops onto the paper, you bang a great seal on it, and it's lovely to look at. It's a that round, Kenneth Williams is speaking when the whistle went. He has gained that extra point for doing so. At the end of that round, Clement is still in the lead. Kenneth is now definitely in second place, and Peter Jones and Catherine Whitehall are just about equal, just behind Kenneth Williams in third place. Mm. And Peter Jones, your turn to begin. <coughs> Introductions. Can you talk to us about that for 60 seconds, starting now? These are something that we're generally believed to be not quite so good at here in England, and I, of course, include in Britain, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales, as they are over the Atlantic in America, where they are really excellent at this kind of social gesture. Uh, it, Kenneth Williams, a challenger. Deviation is completely untrue. The English was successful at introducing people as anybody else in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you think that or not, you're allowed to think whatever you I'm like in this game. I disagree with your challenge, Peter. Uh, Jones has another point, and there are 43 seconds left starting now. How often has one been invited to a party and stood just in... Uh, Kenneth Williams... Deviation, I'm not often invited to parties. <laughs> Bad luck for you, Kenneth Williams. Peter Jones has got another point. But he should say how often I've been. He said how often one is. I'm He's not. still not deviating from the subject of introduction. Well, only one is. Not many. One. One, yes. <laughs> uh, Peter, you have another point, and there are 37 mm, seconds. points like mad. blue-eyed boy this week, <laughs> 37 seconds for introduction starting now. And once inside the door, one stands on the threshold of a huge room being held by the hand by the hostess, who's shaky and okay, nervous, by the, by the twice. All right, by the, by the. All right, this time you've uh, sharp uh, ears have got another point for you, Kenneth Williams, and there are 29 seconds for introductions starting now. Well, the perfect way to do this is, of course you know who this is. When they say no, you say Muriel. And they're forced immediately. Uh, Peter Jones, why? His name isn't Muriel. <laughs> now, he said, uh, he challenged me when I said one is invited to a party, and now he's uh, trying to pretend that he's Muriel. <laughs> My friend Muriel is not going to like it at all. All right. Peter Jones has a, has a point for Muriel, and Kenneth Williams also has a point for an incorrect challenge, and he keeps the subject, and there are 18 seconds for introduction starting now. And the other way to do it is to say, do you recall the occasion on that very, very hot and lovely... Uh, Clement Freud's challenge. Repetition of bearing. Yes, very sharp there. Oh. Two berries, Clement Freud, repetition, you've gained a point, 11 seconds, introduction starting now. I have felt that the best way to introduce people whom you don't know is to turn to one of them and say, I'm terribly sorry, I can't remember your other name. At which the person says, Smith. 
And you say, well, of course, I knew that. was speaking when the whistle went, so he gained the extra point. And I'm afraid we have no more time, so I must give you now the, the score at the end of what was the final round. And as you uh, probably guess, Catherine Whitehorn came just in fourth place. She was leading almost at one time. And she was a few points behind Kenneth Williams in second place, behind this week's undoubted winner, Clement Freud. <laughs> that you've enjoyed this particular edition of Just a Minute. From all of us here, goodbye. <laughs>